Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Let's just get started. So, hi everyone, welcome to the Virtual Student Experiences uh, Software Engineering Spotlight. If you are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. The goal of the VSC is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And for students that know what they want to do, the role of the VSC is to encourage, allow, and connect those students with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career of choice fits their personality, skills, and overall interests. And for students who are ambivalent about their future, the role of the VSC is to help them not only explore, but to discover different career paths and options. To find out more information and to sign up to be notified about other webinars, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Um, but before we get started, I just want to go over a couple housekeeping things, um, so hang on tight. Firstly, I'm going to be asking our guest professional that I'll introduce in a second, a series of base knowledge questions so that you can get a good idea of who he is, what he does um, for his job. And if at any time you think of a question, feel free to post it in the Q&A module and we'll get to that in the later part of the webinar. Uh, so, without further ado, Mr. Trio is currently occupying one of the most popular up-and-coming careers. As a software engineer, Mr. Trio has an extensive knowledge in software, how it works, and how to make it work. He specializes in Python, Java, and JavaScript. He's very recently graduated from the University of California with his bachelor's degree in informatics. And since then, he's worked at Happy Money as a software engineer and now works at Dictionary.com as a software engineer. Um, and as a young professional in software engineering, Mr. Shree will be able to share with us valuable information and insight into one of the future's most in-demand careers. So thank you very much for joining us today, Mr. Shree. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. um, um, thanks for the intro. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, just thanks for the intro. I think you definitely talked me up more than uh, a lot more glamorous. You're making it sound a lot more glamorous than it is, but yeah. Awesome. And um, just first question, can you tell us about really what a software engineer is? Yeah, so a software engineer is, um, good question, software engineer is someone who solves problems and then they, they solve problems like, like any engineer, you know, except our problems are lines of code. So any, um, you come with any engineer for problem, so like COVID, right? Uh, let's, let's make it more relevant right now. Um, doctors have data, right? There's cases coming out, there's testing all that data. Someone you need to build needs to build that data in a presentable format, right? Someone needs to build a platform to collect that data for all that data to be pulled. And so doctors can make decisions on that data, right? A software engineer built that. Um, you go to johnhopkins.com, you uh, look at the maps of you know, all the cases, the, what's going on. Um, a software engineer made that. Um, so you know, we, we solve problems in the day. It, it spans across many different fields from banking, finance to entertainment, Netflix, Disney, you know, you're going to have a software engineer, uh, a part of that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then can you tell us more about how you got started as a software engineer and what really made you decide to follow this path? Definitely. Um, yeah, just go from background. Uh, so, you know, I, growing up in an Asian American household, um, my dad was a software engineer. Um, so I was exposed to it in an early age, but I wouldn't say that I was take a total liking to it. You know, I like, I'm sure many of you guys in high school aren't sure what you're doing, you know, 
tech is cool. You know, a lot of people at the time were like, I want to get into gaming, you know, let's build games. But um, I think, I think now it's, I think, you know, even in my, like, I'm not that much older than you, like maybe like a couple of years, but yeah, it, it's a lot easier to access. Um, it's a lot, you can get your hands dirty with it. Uh, I, you know, I, I played with it a little bit, but I didn't really touch it too much until I got to college. Right. Um, and that's where you really get into the meat of things and you meet a lot, like a lot of like-minded people. Right. Uh, and so I think I would say like, I really got into software engineering in college, but I definitely had, a, you know, exposure to it beforehand because of my dad. Um, so, so on. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then while in school, can you speak to, um, really some, what are some of the most important things that you learned that helped to make you a better software engineer? Um, yeah, I think, that's uh some some things would be, be like being able to uh like anyone who's solving problems like any day be able to you know yes coding's important learning how to code learning how to you know uh solve problems with that code that's important but I think the biggest important thing and you know translating that to the workspace is being able to know when to seek help right a lot of times in school you're you're solving code the problems yourself you have an assignment you do the homework right but it's the times that I would say that are that translate into the career is when you know you can't solve that problem who do you go to right uh office hours or if you're working on a team right how do you break up those tasks and how do you work with other people right sometimes you don't get along sometimes other people are better at certain things you know even within the software field right so how do you come to come to ends with that and how do you get help and work together you know i think that's that that's like the important thing to learn from school and obviously yes studying uh doing all your work getting know good grades uh all of that getting your work done but it's how you work together with other people i think is one of the most more important things hmm. um and then software engineering seems or in stereotype would be more of a a quant career um so how would you suggest that the um students that don't necessarily have broken out of their shell yet how would you suggest that they get to that space where they can collaborate with others uh, yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, the, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blind to the stereotype that you know software engineers are just dudes that hang behind a computer. You know that is partially true, but I would say that's also false. Right? I knew a lot of outgoing people that are software engineers, so I don't think that should. You know, I don't think that should be like shutting you off if you're like you know I I want to do that because I don't have to deal with people because you're not going to do well in the field if you're not good at, with people, right? You know, at some point you're gonna have to deal with another person, right? Someone's, someone, you're always gonna be working with someone else, right? Unless, you know, yeah, I don't think there's any role that you're working just by yourself, right? Um, so how do you break out of that shell, right? Uh, I think in high school, I, I try to look back, it, it's a lot harder because, you know, you have your different groups and such, but um, in college, I would say, you know, there's a lot more people like you, you know, uh, definitely it's harder right now you're alone you're home you know but and wherever you are but in college i think that's the cool part it's like breaking a shell it's not just like parties or whatever it's like you know there's clubs you know there's hackathons you know it, that's a good point to bring up hackathons are really cool right it's a place that companies big companies like you know just students like you you can join an organization that puts on hackathons right and you meet companies that um Swap these events, companies like Google, right? Anything from Google to Netflix to, you know, to banks, right? They'll sponsor these events. You get tons of cool free swag. I got this t-shirt right now that I wear. It's like Wix, you know, nice t-shirt, you know, 
and you meet like-minded people and sometimes you can go there with a team with your friends that you have some or you can go there to meet new people right um you win prizes right and it's a lot of, so i think college is a time where um to reinvent yourself so if, if you're feeling like closed off now and you're feeling like oh you know maybe that's a good field for me because i don't have to meet people or you know it's really hard for me to deal with people like college is a chance that you have tons of clubs there's tons of like money people who have that same that same idea right i i don't know anyone but you know that's where you can break out a shell you meet like-minded people that have same backgrounds have similar backgrounds but definitely shared interests right so mm -hmm. yeah hmm. um and hope, and, yeah and then just looking back since you're so young did can you speak to anything that you did in high school maybe that helped you to get an early start in your career as a software engineer yeah um i'd say that you know doing research you know um like for me I, I i think that what didn't draw me to software engineering i think like the non-traditional route of it was like i liked i like tech but i you know i i had that same you know i might be in the boat like i didn't see myself behind a computer all day right but you know computer science and software is a lot bigger field than just coding right it's you know it's people who enjoy tech but they don't have to code like, there's designers people who like you know consider like how what's the best user interface or what's the best colors right to attract people to produce the same the best result right if you um like you know why is facebook blue because like he was colorblind right so it's like some people that that's sometimes that's a thought that people um design really good designers consider right accessibility right what attracts people to certain things so yes like we're talking about software engineering but software itself is a very big field right so you can have you know if maybe you're you're not that recluse or you know you very are talkative right but there's other fields to branch from so i'd say in high school um i you know i think i exposure to tech i really like tech you know and enjoying it um just being able to do your research like you know there's a lot of resources as well for you just like dip your feet in and you don't have to go full in like java c right there's you know python and know codeacademy.com and like lots of videos online like youtube and stuff that you can just totally pick off of like it's like kids your age or people like 60 like just learning it from scratch the whole time you know so uh yeah i say the resources are there you know um you just kind of have to like just google it yeah mm -hmm. um and then a little bit more about that could you speak to maybe some of the courses that someone should take in high school or some of the extracurriculars that they should do it when they're so young like that yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, Google's your friends. So some, I know like some, um, you know, it might be harder now because of the time, but I know that uh, a lot of programs did have high school programs. So like some people I met in college were actually like, you know, I remember like they went to a camp for Blizzard and I was like, is that, that existed? Like I, I could have worked on that. That's, that's awesome. You know? Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't know what your audience is, but like, it's obviously it, that those opportunities are not available to everyone, right? Um, you know, your different circumstances, obviously. Uh, in case of my school, uh, we weren't like, you know, we weren't the worst school, obviously, but we, we in high school, like we didn't have the funding sometimes. So like, an a, like I would say, you know, if you really like computer science, like try to, you know, push for AP comp style class, that's not always realistic. Like we had, we, I was trying to push for AP comp style class, but that, you know, because of the situation of school, they had to close it for a algebra remedial class, right? Yeah. So um, if you really want to pursue it, yeah, their resources are out there, like try to search it. But, you know, if you want to dip your feet in and maybe like get some college credit so you don't have to take the class in college, which is, you know, APs are the, the biggest time saver because those same classes you take are a lot harder in college. Right. So 
that's yeah. So um, if you can take those classes in college and just get a little exposure, you can go for it. Um, if not, like there are online resources for you. Um, yeah, and lots of tutorials and all that to get involved in different programs that a lot of these big tech companies do reach out to um, to attract like that younger talent and get people get their feet dipped in. Awesome, thanks for that. Um, and then can you tell us about your previous job working for a software engineer uh, for Happy Money? Yeah, so um, yeah, uh, so I worked at uh, a startup um, pretty close by, like pretty close. So I started as an intern. So here, here's like the most important thing, right? Um, experience is really important. Like school, like your good grades are really important, but experience is also important. And uh, from, the, from the outset, I would say, like your first and second year, I know it's a lot, like college is a lot to take in, but think about those internships, right? Um, because, you know, this, uh, there are a lot of jobs in tech, but there's also a lot of people looking for jobs in tech. You know, it, it's just the reality of the situation, right? Um, it does help if uh, you have that experience. So look for those internships um, and, you know, it'll really help you learn and also build those connections because you meet people in there. And, you know, when you're younger, like a lot of people really want to help, like, cultivate that right when you join a company as an intern like people understand that you're new no one expects you to be like a code prodigy the day one right sure the interviews are hard you know people have heard about tech interviews but when you come in no one expects you to just start i i mean my first day like you know i'm not like changing the whole website in one day you know um so yeah I, I came in as an intern um as a startup uh and it was exciting like our team was small uh we both worked on like a mobile app a mobile banking app uh I wouldn't like, you know, that, 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 the idea that, um, you know, when you're learning in school, like, am I ever going to use this? Right. Uh, I would say that's a yes and a no. Right. To be honest, that's, that's a yes and a no. Like the concepts at a high level you do use. Right. But like, you're going to learn a lot of things at work that aren't taught in the school. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just the nature of it. You have to be in the field to know. Right. Um, like I said, working together in different ways, like different tools that you use and like, you know, just how things work. Right. Because the people like going, this, could be like going to school like they came they, they went to school before you know it could be different it was yeah. that's part of it too but the, t the the nature of the field is the tech is always changing right the, the you know the frameworks the you know different different of tech the, the android and like ios you know yeah. like it's always changing so uh yeah just have to stay on top of that and it's like you're always learning i think in this field you're just always learning you have to stay on top of your stuff you know and so if that amazes you if you, you know if you, you constantly like to learn this is your field um, so yeah, and then I went full time. I, I interned like after I graduated UCI, um, uh, so that helps too. So you don't have to stress too much like later on because they prefer interns. They they go to their interns first, and they might let set a lower bar, right? Uh, I know um, sometimes like you know if you intern on Microsoft, my friend she you know she 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 didn't have to interview again. You know some companies force you to interview again, but she didn't have to interview again. She got an offer full time, right? So you do well in your internship. And you don't have to stress your final year about like, oh, I need to do interviews. I need yeah. stuff, you know, you have that in your bag. So I had that. Um, and, you know, I think a big, big call is like, I worked full time for a couple months like, until like uh, last December, right? And our company didn't do too well as the nature of a startup, right? Uh, we lost some funding, you know, and I got laid off, right? Um, and that's what was like a really important moment to me. Uh, I'm not saying like, I'm what successful dude, like, uh, like I'm going to instantly get an interview at Facebook, like, yeah, you always hear about like, but there's a lot more companies just than Fang, you know, just than Face, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, yeah. right? And so a lot of people, you know, going to the field, like they think that's it, right? Um, but there's a lot more opportunities out there. And, you know, just because if you don't fit that mold, don't look down on yourself. You know, the field is a lot bigger than that. Um, so I think 
a lot of my, 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 my time, like, you know, being unemployed, like, you know, and especially like the situation that's happening right now, um, it really changed things. It really changed how I thought about things. Right. Um, you know, what are you looking for your, your career? Like, you know, I think in, when you're looking for an opportunity, don't look just at the paycheck, but look at what you can learn and look how you can build up yourself. Right. And I like, learned that. And then, you know, it took a little time and it, it, obviously job searching right now is a little more difficult. Um, so, but I finally found a spot, you know, I, I just finished my first day at dictator.com and, you know, people seem great. It's a great opportunity. Um, and yeah, so I, it seemed like it, it was a great fit, you know, because uh, here's another thing, like when, when you're interviewing, you're seeing if you're a good fit for them, but um, you know, you gotta make sure they're a good fit for you. Right. Um, you know, where are you at your career? Like, are, are you trying to learn more? Are you trying to grow more? Right. Or are you just, are you looking for something stable? You know, you gotta weigh all those in, you know, like, or where are you trying to move? You know, or like, the different organizations like you know so you go in an interview it, it's totally okay to ask like what's the career growth right or like how can I grow as a person right because they're investing you, you want a company that invests in you right because you're putting your time and money in you know I mean your time in you know you, you want a company that also like gives back to you mm -hmm. yeah and then can you speak to uh, maybe what are the top three skills you used in your previous job at happy money yeah um so I think this new company, Dictionary.com, is also like it's it's smaller as well. So you know, Happy Money was a startup. So um, if like I said, like different positions, different companies also have different cultures. You know, if you're if you're looking at Google, Amazon, where they have like tens of thousands of employees, you know, you're you're you're, you're you know you're doing good work, but you're doing specialized work because it's like such a big company, right? Um, a, like startups, smaller companies, you're going to be doing, touching a lot more hats, right? You're going to do yeah. different things, but it's, it, it's going to be a little more faster pace, you know, and there's going to be less guidance. So it's a trade off. Um, so yeah, I would say my experience at Happy Money, I, I kind of learned that. And that definitely helped me in an interview. It definitely helped me in my approach to certain things that when they, they asked me. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, that the, that's one thing, like I asked three things. So like one thing is, um, uh, just being able to be flexible and wear different hats, right? Uh, another thing is being able to be proactive, right? Um, don't be afraid to like, you know, it, it's a smaller company. So, you know, people are wearing a lot of different hats. So they might overlook things, you know, and, it, you know, you can help them look ahead, right? It, you can think outside the box. You can think outside your role, right? So that was part of it as well. Um, another thing is like, I... I think this is also a bigger company, like certain depends on the company, but like since it's a smaller company, like you're using like a different, like a, the, the similar technologies, right? When, when you work at a company, you're working with certain different technologies and other companies are going to look for, for those technologies when um, they're, you're, you're interviewing with them, right? So like uh, if, you, if you work with a certain language, right, and you have experience in that and, you know, at a higher level, languages are pretty similar, but uh, there are certain nuances and, you know, different like frameworks and packages that you have experience with if you have experience that you can talk about that that helps you as well awesome and then can you talk us through and really walk us through what a typical day used to look like for you before the coronavirus yeah so like a typical day i had money was um yeah so software like software engineering just for as a bottom spot like um uh, iterating and constantly changing. Software is constantly changing. You know, like expect software to break and expect yourself to fix it. Um, so, you know, every day, uh, usually most software companies have this, is that you, you come in the office and, uh, you know, depends how early you come, but usually in the morning is like a stand-up, uh, which is like, uh, you talk about what you're working for the day, 
right? Um, and you talk uh, if you're blocked or not. It's a really short meeting. You stand around and you just say what you're working on and if it's blocked, right? It's so everyone gets on the same page, you know? So, because if, if you're blocked, if, you know, there's something that you need help on, you get addressed right away. Software is fast, right? It's, it's not like, I don't know, other fields where, you know, things can take time and, you know, you, software, you, you got to address issues right away. No, if, if you're not addressing issues right away, then you're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, so that, that's a day. And then, you know, uh, there is a general nature, like, you know, meetings generally ruin your flow, right? So it, it generally, they, they'll try to reduce meetings, um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're an engineer who's solving problems, right? So you have to discuss and talk about those problems, right? So you meet with product teams who are, you know, product is someone who's like writing the specs for what you're going to work, right? It's like, so if you're going to build a website, you're like, or a banking app, it's like, okay, so this is the banking app needs. That's what, um, that's what a product manager will do, right? A designer will draw it up. Right, like okay, this is what it needs to look like, and the engineer is like, okay, this is this is what we currently have, and this is what we can build on. All right, and you work directly with them to kind of plan it out, like oh, okay, this is going to take a two-week thing, or how many engineers are available to work on this. You know, there's a lot of like negotiation back and forth. So you have you know probably one of those meetings throughout the week, and just constantly like you know there might be a retrospective. So if, after you finish that, you know it's called a sprint. It's essentially like a like a, a period of time when you're working on a certain set of tasks. Um, so you have retrospective is like, okay, what do we do wrong? What we can improve on you know, after you finish one of those. And yeah, it's just a constant cycle and you keep repeating that. Awesome. And then can you speak to maybe some of the changes that you've seen happening uh, throughout the coronavirus? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I think if, if you guys have been following the headlines, um, I think for us, it's very lucky that as a field, we, we can work remotely. You know, um, we, we don't have to be in the front lines. And that's a, um, I think a lot of companies are realizing now, like if you see it follow like Twitter, I think Slack is also doing it. They're going fully remote, right? You don't have to come in the office. Um, and, you know, that definitely changes things a lot, right? Uh, some people love that, you know, like, you know, some people in search careers, like they're like, I don't want to live in like a certain area, right? Like it's where it's really expensive. I'm in my hometown, but I also want that, like that, that, that job, right? So you don't, I think a better thing is like, you're not, you're not going to be limited by where you live, right? Before it's like, okay, um, I have a friend who wants to, you know, stay in a certain area and um, you, you might be limited by the opportunities there, right? Because um, in your area, there might be less tech jobs, whatever, right? But with this, you know, you might be, since they're fully remote, you can, um, you know, work for a company in San Francisco and, uh, you know, reside in like Texas or like, you know, even Idaho or something, who knows, right? Um, Another thing is like, yeah, uh, like onboarding, right? Like, so uh, they actually like, they, they, they mailed me my stuff, like my laptop and my, uh, uh, like just earlier this week, right? So you're losing a lot of that face-to-face -face interaction, but you know, you still can get your work done. So things are changing. So mm -hmm. um, that's what I've noticed. Uh, yeah, so a lot more remote work um, and you know, a lot more Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, so yeah. Awesome. Um and then I know that there's lots and lots of different coding languages that are used for different purposes. And can you really talk to us about the main languages <clears throat> that you use and what you use them for? Yeah. So in school, um, I like learned Python, C++, a little bit of Java. Um, uh, so, you know, the, there are certain languages that are pretty tools. So, uh, you know, a lot of companies use Java because it's been a language that's been out for a while and it's pretty stable. Uh, there's like the hotter languages right now, like, you know, like, like a lot of like startups use like JavaScript, TypeScript. Um, uh, there are certain languages that are used more for like front end, 
backend. You know, Python is a language that it's like something easy and pull up, but it's also like, you know, a lot of, since it's so, I think it's like an easy and there's like a lot of like support for it. So like, you know, like software supports other software. So people write software for like, you know, to work with that software. Um, so like a lot of the machine learning data scientists, you know, they work, they use um, Python. Uh, so, you know, I, you, I wouldn't say, you know, if you're in class, if you're, if you're thinking about a career, don't think about the languages yet, you know, yet. Like, you know, a lot of the main courses that are available right there are like, they'll, they'll give you the basic language like Java and something. It's important to learn the basics first until you go that because if you don't know the basics, if you're just going straight to a language, you know, languages change all the time. Once that language goes out, then you're kind of stuck, right? So learn the basics. The main big ones are Java, Python, JavaScript right now, um, C++ if you're wild, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say instead of focusing on language, I would say focus on um, like the, the, the higher level concepts and then the languages are going to be pretty easy to pick up. And then would you have any tips as to how to really start to pick up the language and really ingrain it into your, into your mind? Yeah, definitely. So um, there's open courses on YouTube. I think Princeton has some courses um, uh, like MIT has or Harvard has some courses out there. They're a lot more academic, mm -hmm. uh, I would say. And that, but that's a, that's not a bad thing. It's, you know, if you want that higher level, you, if you don't mind sitting in those lectures and, you know, if you're generally interested in it, like, you know, I, I, I take those classes sometimes. Um, or, you know, there are more like applicable things where they're like, oh, the, the, like the YouTube videos will show you like, here's like a workshop here. You have, here's how you actually do this, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important you learn those concepts. Um, and then I would say go to the workshop, like go, go watch, look up the YouTube videos that just, just do it. Um, and then, so I would say learn the concepts. And then think about a project you might want to do, right? And think about the components that breaks down, right? So for example, um, if you want to like a stock trading app, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what do you need to do that? I need a front end, right? I need a back end, right? And I need a database, right? A database that stores maybe the stocks, right? Uh, what APIs will I need to create, right? To pull from it. Um, so yeah, like the server, like is it, where is it going to pull the, you know? So you, you break down the components and it'll really help to learn once you build each component separately. And, um, and then, you know, from each level, like you can research into languages and choose whatever you want to build each component. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then can you tell us a little bit about the typical path that a software engineer follows when really moving up in their industry? Yeah. So, um, so this industry is pretty crazy because, um, you know, a lot of other industries, like you'll, you'll need a college degree, right? I met, you know, I have, met some engineers that have a college degree and they might not be the best engineers, but I met engineers that don't have a college degree. And they're, since the resources are out there, they're like, they're, they're really smart. They're, you know, they're some of the smartest people I've ever met in the field. Right. So I think that's the exciting thing. Like there's a lot of opportunity there and you don't need a degree. Um, so the general is like, you know, you're, you're an engineer, um, you know, uh, you, you're, you know, you worked a couple of years as like jet engineer, like, you know, a uh, mid-level engineer and then senior engineer, you know, you can, you know, there's, there's lead engineers if you're more experienced, so you'll like, you know, I think generally as you go more into the senior route, you're thinking, you're supposed to think more like higher level, yeah. you know, how do I design the whole system? Uh, if you're a younger engineer like me, you're thinking about like, okay, how do I, you know, make, you're, you're thinking about the smaller level and then, you know, as you become more experienced, you're, you're able to design um, based off of that. But also there's like, lead, like you'll, you'll as, as you become more senior, sometimes they'll expect you to lead more. So like mentor, like these younger engineers or like, you know, make bigger design decisions, right? 
or could make different considerations. Uh, there's also management, you know, when you're managing other engineers, you know, like uh, that's really important. Having a good manager is very important. Um, you know, I think people clown on managers a lot, but having a good one definitely separates from having a bad one. Um, so, you know, a manager will be like, uh, take consideration for their engineers, um, to, you know, to try to build them up because, you know, good engineers make a good team, right? If you're just having like two power force engineers and other ones are kind of slagging, your team is not going to function too well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that route and sometimes engineers like take a different route. Like maybe they will want to go to like data science, right? Or like, you know, different, 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 different types of engineering, right? or like just limited to front engineer, right? So there's so many fields. And also like, if you want to switch a product, cause like, you know, working in software, you know, you, if you know how to build the system, I think, uh, and I've worked with like a product manager before who was like very technical, like, you know how to build the system, you know what you can do with the system. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what features you can do with it. You know, what, um, you, know, you know how to work better with the engineers maybe. I'm not saying like someone who's not technical can't do that. But if you know the, um, if you know the like, limitations, it does help. To understand what you can do and how far you can go. Yeah, I mean, well, thanks for answering our base knowledge questions. I'm going to go into uh, what the students asked now. First question mm -hmm. of which is, how has being a software engineer helped your interaction with others? Yeah, um, I think so. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, if you, you're, when you're working on, like, I, so I worked on mobile app and now I'm working on, like, a website. Uh, I think my interaction with others, I'm able to, you know, you kind of like know what maybe the website wants you to do or you know how things work, you know, like when people are pissed off, like, oh, why doesn't this work? You know, you can be like, oh, it's because, you know, it's because of, you're, you're doing this or like, you know, I keep reclicking it. It's like, you're just spamming it. You're going to slow it down or something. Um, so it helps you understand how things work, at, especially since our, our world is so more like digital now and, vir and now it's especially virtual. You help to understand like how things work a little more. Um, interactions with people wise uh i'd say i don't know like it's kind of like i for me like i i i guess it's kind of a loaded question but i guess like you kind of see like if you know you, i don't know if you watch black mirror or something you know like that's very i would say it's staying to extreme but like those effects are very prevalent if you look deeper into you know just look around you know and working as a software engineer building the like some software not like that you know that level of software but like you know you kind of see where it's going you know mm -hmm. helps you understand yeah. yeah. Um, and then second question is, how can you find internships and what resources or platforms can students utilize to find those opportunities? Yeah. So, um, I mean, you guys contact me on LinkedIn. Like, honestly, that's kind of crazy. Like, you're, I mean, LinkedIn, I don't even know it was around when I was in high school. Maybe it was like early, but that's kind of crazy. You guys are like, got that all figured out. Like, I, for me, like, I'm like, I thought it was kind of early, but what you guys are doing, that's pretty far ahead. Um, I would say, yeah, LinkedIn. Um, you know, uh, even like just picking up the skills and work yourself. Like sometimes like, you know, you can reach out to people like on LinkedIn and say like, oh, you know, ask these same questions. Uh, I would say like, yeah, Google's your friend. Uh, I, I would, it's kind of hard to say with the pandemic going on right now about like which, you know, where to directly go. But like, I was like a lot of those, you know, a lot of those bigger companies did have programs that attracted like, you know, middle school and, you know, high school students to get, you know, diversity programs you know to reach them get more involved you know or um like uh, or many nonprofits, right uh there was like, i think uh I, I saw one that was pretty cool it's like code usa or code for america or something that worked with like youth um and like had fellowships 
to, for like working with code, right? Um, I think one, sometimes it's not even an internship. It's sometimes it's like, uh, I worked with uh, a, a mentorship in college, right? So paired, I was like a STEM background and it paired us with like middle schoolers and high schoolers, um, uh, like building like a mobile app. It wasn't directly code, but it was like code blocks, like uh, MIT, like, like Scratch, if you guys ever heard that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's a way to get involved. That's like something you can bring up maybe in your college app, app too, right? Show that you're interested. Um, so if you're sometimes the schools have that uh, program, uh, I, I know like sometimes they have them even for free, right? Through Boys and Girls Club, whatever. So I definitely get involved in that. Uh, yeah, Google is your friend, but I, 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 it's hard to promise anything with this environment. But yeah, if you search it and it, it, it could possibly be out there. Awesome. Um, and this one, this next question is reflecting a bit back into a previous question uh, about the three mm -hmm. top three skills and uh, how, what would be your suggestion as to how do you develop or improve upon those top three skills? Yeah, um, like I said, like, uh, I'm not the only voice on this. Like, you can go on YouTube and, you know, you can see, like, people talking about, like, the top skills of software engineering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to sift between who's, like, you know, there's definitely, like, the people who are, like, just tech influencers and people who are actually really about it. Um, you know, if you guys mess me after, I'll give you some links to, like, some people that I've talked that I like. Um, to build those skills of like working with others, I would say, you know, if, if you develop your skills to the point that um, you feel like you're able to commit code, like community is really cool because there's like, uh, you know, you guys are heard of open source, you know, it, these, these are uh, projects or open projects that anyone can commit to, right? Like someone, you know, like wants to create like a project, a lot, some, like uh, some of the biggest software out there is open source, right? Anyone can commit to it. Uh, like it's just random people working together to like build this amazing software, right? So you can contribute to that, right? And you can see how people work together. Um, I think that's a good way as well. Um, but yeah, just, just you know, keep an open mind. Um, and, and those skills, I, I think those skills, like it's not limited to software engineering. When, you, like, when you're working in your group projects and stuff, if you're just gonna like put it on your back, yes, sometimes that's easier, but like, you know, when you work, work, work with that project management, you know, uh, and like see what someone who's done this and able to split up tasks, you know, and resolve those conflicts, that's like, that's, that's not a software engineering skill limited to like working with other people, but it's like, that's a, any field skill, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, that definitely is beneficial software engineering. Awesome. And the next question, uh, what similar, what similarities can you draw when moving from one language to another? Um, so yeah, Moving from one language to that, so uh, a lot of the language, some languages are built off of each other. So like underwriting, like, you know, Python is written in C, I think, uh, okay, I could totally get this wrong, but like, don't call me, it's like Java is written in C, C++ as well, right? So, and sometimes like they're very, sim they're very similar structures. So like, you know, if you know C++, the, the syntax for Java is very similar as well. Um, so what kind of skills that link them together? I think like, you know, taking those initial languages like Java or like those, uh, basic intro classes like Java or like you know uh, Python like you'll 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 see it like the basic concept like loops you know um, I, I might be going over head like just listening to this right but in the class they'll talk about you know those concepts and those cat those classes tr try to not like they have a certain language but they won't limit the you know the specific like language semantics they'll try to uh, they're, they're addressing since it's a basic class they're addressing those main concepts like data structures and you know different like things that are prevalent across all every language like every language will have like a certain current like a similarity with them um, and once you like get into it in those classes they'll explain it 
Awesome. Um, and then last question, as a software engineer, how do you stay safe while online? Um, and what are your views on the dangers of the internet? Safe while online. Um, I, I, I'm not like totally sure, like the total, like I, I think just keeping like a general sanity, like, I don't know, like, you know, we all group, like, don't click random links. Yeah. Like Adblocker. I, um, I don't like general, like, I think, especially today, I think you're seeing it more prevalent, like with like the backlash against Google and Facebook, right? Like, you know, these companies, you know, it's hard to beat around the bush, but it's up, these companies are for profit. You know, you, if they're free, like, you got to see like, why are they free? Right. There's ads, right. Mm -hmm. How do they, how do they, how do they, how do they make more money? You know, get you to keep clicking or stay on that platform. Right. Like Facebook, you keep scrolling, it's never seems to end. So, you know, how do you stay safe is how do you, like consider like how do you see those patterns I, I think we were talking about earlier about how like you know how does it help you deal with people well you know i think also how do you help how does software like building software help you deal with yourself right how do you see when you're kind of like in those loops right in those like patterns like um you know yeah so uh, there's this concept called dark pattern where it's like it's like uh in design where they design you to like users to go a certain route which is no is bad right like you know like those spams where it's like an x mark but it, opens another pop-up like that's a dark pattern right but like at a higher level they're like you know a lot of the software companies like you know these social media companies these are kind of dark patterns right um like you you've seen before like uh like a lot of controversy around youtube and like you know you click one link about like talking about like how debunking a myth and it starts sending you videos about the myth itself you know trying to validate it right so these algorithms are out there you know these 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 algorithms are built by people so they're not perfect right and they're also the main purpose of these algorithms is to keep you engaged, right? Because that means more ads, more chances you might click on ads, right? That's how they make money. So um, as a software engineer, like, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you're building these things, you know, um, they're not always for evil, you know, people still have to, you know, put food on the table, but, um, you know, it's just recognizing the patterns and the behaviors that are into it and be able to like, you know, sort out of it. I think that's like how you healthily engage with it, right? Recognizing those things are there, right? And just don't totally sucked in, right? Like, even though I'm a software engineer, like, you know, you try to limit, you know, you don't have to, don't always be stuck to your screen or, you know, if, if you feel like you're being validated too much, maybe, you know, if you feel like you're stuck on something, then maybe it's not, but I'm not like, I'm not, you know, high, high on the mountain either. Like I, you know, I, I Netflix binge, stuff's awesome, but yeah. It is. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's all the questions we have for you today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here today on virtual student experiences and we appreciate your new and young perspective that you're able to provide us with. And I mean, for students, if you'd like to learn more about VSC or join another webinar, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Um, thank you, thank you so much and have a nice rest of, of your day. Thanks, yeah.